Perik Dalad Mishnah Aleph. Lori Shana Hayu Omrim. In the beginning, the Chachamim would say, Melakid Adam Eitzim Avadim Vasavim Mitech Shaloi. A person can gather the wood and the stones and the grass from his very own field during the Shemitah year. The same way he would gather from his friend's field, as hagas hagas. So what does this mean? Meaning a person can take from his own field wood and stones and grasses, the big stuff. The same way that it's permitted for him to go into his friend's field and gather anything, whether it be big, whether it be small. What's the yisod? What's the foundation over here? Because when you're collecting it in your friend's field, everyone knows you're not doing it to improve the field. You're just doing it because you must need those items for a building, for a project, and therefore you can collect big, you can collect small. No one's concerned that you're doing it to improve the field. So, and so too, in your own field, you can only collect the big items, not the small items. If you start taking the small items, people will think that you're doing it to improve the field. So the same way that we permit one to gather anything from his friend's field, whether big, whether small, because we know you're not doing it to improve your friend's field during the Shemitah year. You're doing it just, just because you need those items for building or for a project. So in your own field, you can gather the big stuff, not the small stuff. You can gather the big stuff because we know that you're using it for some kind of project or some kind of building. And you're not doing it to improve the field. And therefore, it would be okay during the Shemitah year. But then what happened? Mishirabu Ovri Avera. When those that were sinning became many. They would be collecting in their own fields. Gam even the small items, the small stones, the small wood. And you know what they would say? And they would lie. Oh no, we only took the big stuff. So now, his kindu, the chalm made a takana. What it did was, no person can collect from his very own field during the Shemitah year. Ella rather, each person will collect it from his friend's field. And on condition, that your friend will not do in kind a favor to you that you're taking his stuff out of his field, taking, taking the grasses out of his field, or the stones or the wood out of his, out of his field. Then Farshim explained, what does Shalom Betova mean? I mean, there shouldn't be any kind of agreement. Don't say, hey, I'll collect in your field, on condition that you collect in my field, or I'll give you some kind of, you know, token of a, of a reward. No, just do it, you know, just do it out of, out of no agreement and no recognition, no, you're not doing anything good to each other. You're just doing it because that's the way you're doing it. And by doing so, I'm going to collect in John's field, and John collect in my field. So now there's no concern that you're taking these items for to improve the land, because you're collecting at your friend's field. And therefore, you can collect there freely, you don't have to be concerned, and of course, you'll be able to collect big items and small items. No one will be concerned that you're using it for, to improve the land, and therefore, it will be permitted during Shemitah. If you ain't Sarach Lime, all the more so, she also it'll be forbidden, she katitz lahem at Mizonos. You can't go ahead, she yafsik bal and Mizonos and lock them. You know, I own a field, people are coming to collect from my field. I'll say, hey, I'm gonna give you guys some food, you know, luck up, and so you collect from my field, and I'll give you Mizonos. She also lahem because it's forbidden for me to do any tova, anything good to someone who's collecting my field, or more so, I cannot give them food. And so if I'm working in someone else's field, they can't offer me food either. So by doing so, each person collecting in his, in his friend's field and not giving them any tova in kind, we avoid this rubble over there that what the sinners were doing, saying that they're gathering the, the small items and claiming the big items. Because now you're going to be gathering in your friend's field. 
And once you're gathering in your friend's field, there's no need to come up with these lies, because anyways, no one's going to think that you're using it to improve the field. Mishnah base. There's a brief introduction over here, important to note, that it's forbidden for a person, of course, to be talking to fix his field during the Shemitah year. Whether you're doing it for the Shemitah year itself, whether you're doing it for after the Shemitah year. So our mission is convenient for the eighth year. You can't fix in the seventh for the eighth year either. So our mission is going to come teach us now that Lachatchila, initially, Asuchacham, Lacham forbid any kind of work in the field that's going to be talking that will fix your field for planting. However, Bidi Avid, if you already did it, and the Avra if you did something to your field during the Shemitah year for the need of planting, for, and you're doing it for the need of planting for the eighth year, you do something now that will affect your planting for the eighth year. So there's a difference between what did you do? Did you do something that will improve the earth and prepare it for planting? You plant, you, you plowed it in order to uproot any kind of uh, weeds or you fertilized it, etc. Or different cases. There, that is forbidden to plant because you did a positive action during the Shemitah year. But if you only do something like a clean job, meaning you, you, you cleared out the field from the stones or from the, th- or from the thorns that were there, just you know, more of a passive action. So there, you shouldn't have done it, but if you did it, it would be permitted if you to plant in the eighth year. So it says the Mishnah, if they have a field that the thorns are removed from it during the Shemitah year in order to prepare it for the eighth year's planting. You shouldn't have done it, but now that you did it, it's permitted to plant in the eighth year. On this kind of avod, this kind of action. However, they have a field that was shenitaiva. You you improved it during the Shemitah year by plowing it in order to uproot the thorns, and you did more to improve in an action of improving the field. Or you made some kind of pen for your sheep in the field in order that they go to the bathroom and they put fertilizer onto the ground. The local day lit sparse stuff, you didn't do it just to pile up the fertilizer in piles, like we learned there's a permitted way to do it back in uh, Mishnah Dalad in the previous parak. No, here he's doing it, but Dalaki wants the fertilizer. So now these scenarios, Lotizara, Motishvias, Kham give a kanas, that these actions will forbid you to plant in the eighth year. You're improving the land, it's a positive action, and you're preparing it for planting, it'll be forbidden to start planting it now in the eighth year when Shemitah is over. And the Kat explains, so the Shinaskatso, we said. So what's the Shinaskatso that you're removing the thorns? You're plowing the field in order to remove the thorns. Since it's plowing, you're not necessarily doing it to plant. You're just doing it to clean up the field. It's permitted to plant during the, uh, during the eighth year. We have a field that you did a positive improvement. They bring down You plowed it two times. Because we're talking about a case where it was a gzeras hamalchus, the king made a gzeras, and he put a tax, a mas, on the karka. So the chachamah gave a head to this, you know what, you can plow your field one time, and plant it even during the Shemitah year, in order that you have produce to pay the king for this tax. But don't go ahead and plow it twice. If one went ahead and plowed it twice now, to improve his land, that it should give forth even more produce, there the chachamah gave him a knas, that's forbidden how to plant it in the eighth year. The Mishra says further, Sada Shani Taiva, 
you feel that you were you hushbucha, you improved during the Shemitah year. So Beishami, I mean, this is like we, we, we mentioned earlier. So the Mishnah says Beishami, and Beishami say in Eichlin Perusa, you cannot eat its fruit Bishvias during the Shemitah year. It's going to be forbidden. No, it's permitted to eat from these from the fruit during the Shemitah year. And we're talking about a case Beperushim Mutarim, talking about permitted fruit. There's certain fruit that you could eat during the Shemitah year, like the fruit of a tree. But in this scenario, would it be permitted? Beishamai say no. Beishel say that you still could. So also the hachzatova labaylam. You cannot do something uh, a positive action to the owners. If you're eating fruit from your neighbor's field during the shemitah year, you cannot do any kind of kindness to him. Why? Because the Torah made it hafker, made it ownerless. And if you're going to do some kind of kindness, do some kind of positive action to this owner, uh, as showing your appreciation for the fruit that he's giving you. So if you're eating from food which is guarded, we know that Hashem made it hefker. So you're kind of going against the whole principle. Therefore, Bishamay says, when you're eating the fruit during the Shemitah year from your regular neighbor, do not do any positive action of appreciation to him because you have to acknowledge it's hefker, it doesn't belong to him. No. Even though the fruit are hefker, it's permitted for you to be makar tov, to express appreciation to the owner of the field. Lahodos to thank him, but Arak prayers for the fruit that you're eating from him. Ay, it's hefker, doesn't matter. It's okay. Chengam mutil, he kind of calls sadi, go into any field. Velechal mi peros, they eat from the fruit. Velolach said tov, velabasna, and not express your appreciation. You go either way, according to Basil. Rabbi Yehuda, oh, Rabbi Yehuda says, the chilaf adhram, the opposite. The Beishamah are the ones that are lenient. The sofrim and they hold that you can eat and express your appreciation. Whereas Basil are stringent, they say that no, in Eichlan Perush Rish, you cannot eat the fruit if you're going to be expressing appreciation to the owners. Zu mikule beishamai umechumai beis hilal. So in most halachas where there's a machlokas beishamai and beis hilal, beishamai are strict and beis are lenient. And there's actually 23 halachas that I mentioned in Masechta Idias, where beishamai are lenient and beis are, stri- are, are strict, the exact opposite. But over here, Dash will be according to Behuda. Yesh halachos, the Tzavos are extra halachos that are from the leniencies of Bishamay and the stringencies of Bishal. And the Zush and Mishasina, this in our Mishnah, would be one of them. Because he's saying over here, Chilaf Advarim, he's saying the Machlokas of Bishamay Sil, where Bishamay was strict, Bishal was lenient, switch it around, and therefore you can add this to the list where Bishamay are lenient and Bishal are strict.